the hard shoulder with Nissan number one for petrol in Ireland number one for electric Nissan innovation that excites this is News Talk Welcome back to the hard shoulder where we're, we're literally into the final furlong. Between now and seven we're going to be entertained in the company of our final furlong panel. And it's a great pleasure to welcome Monday regular, of course, our relationship guru, clinical psychotherapist Stephanie Regan. Uh, Jim Elliott, regular, of course. What you don't know is his day job. It's really scary. He, he looks into fraud on uh, these But I'm websites. here in my capacity as a comedian. But he's here, to, he's here to entertain us, and definitely here to entertain us, is Kevin Doyle, political editor of independent newspapers. You're telling, you, you, there, there's a benefit. There's gig, a, a benefit very gig tragic, going on. Uh, yeah, two, two weeks from tonight. So there's a comic by the name of Billy Anderson, uh, who was from South Carolina originally, relocated to Ireland maybe 10 years ago, lived down in Wexford. Uh, tragically killed in a car accident but we're having a big benefit gig for him the 21st of June in the Workman's Club on Wellington Quay Neil Delamere is going to be there I'm going to be there Dwayne Dugan is going to be there Oh there will uh, be some top oh, talent there, Oh there's going to yeah. be a lot of top talent there. because <laughs> oh, this guy was yeah. beloved he was just such a nice guy so we're putting together a benefit right. gig we're going to give that to his family he's got a little boy so yeah uh, All right. Uh, tickets 21st on, tick- of June. Yep, eventbrite.com. Right. You can find it. All right. Okay, and good luck with that. And it's a good cause. Right, let's, let's, let, Kevin, let's go to the story of the week. It wasn't Trump. It wasn't Boris. It was, of course, Shane Ross. The ubiquitous Shane Ross, who turned up, apparently, at the arrivals part of, of, of Dublin Airport, I am told, with a two-page script, ready to deliver it. And the Katie Taylor management said, actually, Minister, uh, we're quite happy for you to be in the photo but there's no need for you to make a, a speech and have a podium. Uh, do, have you heard that? I hadn't heard that bit, but I, I heard I, that was an inside story I got. It do, doesn't surprise From me. A I good brace. I'll go check that out. Um, the the Shane Ross, right? I'm sure the management for Katie Taylor said it's okay to be in a photo. I don't think they meant every photo that existed of the poor girl, and it it was extraordinary. You, you, you've been a politician, Ivan. The, the, there is an art to the photo bomb. Um, you see it every time the Taoiseach comes out at a Fine Gael event or Micheál Martin's on the plint. There is an art to how you stand there, to when you nod, to when you giggle, to when you look serious mm. and this is a bad news story mm. and we're very upset about it. Mm. And Shane Ross just, maybe it's because he's not in a party, so he's never been in that kind of nodding dog scenario really before. He's always been the one at the front of the the, the Well, I see now, according to Joe.ie, he's on Riverdance, he's at uh, every oh, that, sporting he's event. Oh, he's at the Trump meeting oblivion. with memed, is that the yeah, word? Yeah, absolutely. They're just putting him into every photograph. And I saw one of him in Tiananmen Square at the protest there. That's yeah. right, oh that's great. right. It couldn't be held without him. Nope. Uh, like, so therefore, I, I think with these things, if there's an element, in other words, if he had gone out to Madison Square Garden if he had given her a hundred grand a sports minister there was a pivotal time in her career when she was going from out of her profession or if she actually knew the mum for years that's all fine and you tell the backstory. but there must be some even tenuous link didn't seem to exist yeah. No, absolutely nothing. The funny thing is, and, and I don't know that this got much pick up, but one of the guys in the Herald actually spotted when they were zooming in in the photos, Shane Ross actually holding a poster of Katie Taylor, which he got her to sign 
It says Aww. best wishes Shane yeah. Katie. Aww, best I wishes like, Shane. So he was fanboying her. So what, what, what do you think of I, cringy or oh, cringy. Uh, look it goes with the territory well, politicos go, do yeah. what politicos do. It goes with do. the territory but you know he is a minister so you have to be seemly about it at least. I mean he did have a place there let's be honest. You know it was honouring her arrival and all of that. I thought that was all kind of fine but I did look back at some of the funny pieces that were done on it and he was kind of shimmying into picture and, and, and seeing that he was maybe being stepped out of that frame and moving again and I thought that was a bit unseemly I have to say and I loved the parallel that was drawn with the um, the mother-in-law um, or the mum of the bride who was you know arriving at her own daughter's wedding mm-hmm. with the shorter skirt and maybe mm-hmm. a deeper cleavage you know and I thought oh that's not what you want yes okay. I for one am shocked can you cut shocked. him some slack I, I am mean. shocked <laughs> that a politician would use a public appearance for somebody else a national hero for his own personal gain I am shocked I have never seen never such happened. characters well, you in my entire <laughs> life you obviously weren't around when uh, Charlie Haw he won the Tour de France now as it happens good for him uh, Stephen Roach rode the bike but uh, uh, but he actually went up and down the Champs-Élysées with the flag I think Mitterrand or someone was there who was a big mate of his got him right into it and and I think, you know, the uh, uh, Laura Leaf, I think it was put around Charlie. At what point do you yeah. admire the chutzpah? Just yeah. the absolute brass neck to be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take credit for this. Like, well, all right. I think most the, people would have shame. The favorite tweet I've seen about Shane Ross, and there were a lot, was one that said, it's time for Shane Ross to step aside. Hello. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, people are very clever. Okay, <laughs> do text us your views five three one zero six. Jim, your your fellow citizen, uh, Donald, the, the Donald president, mm, right. uh, was was here this week. He was, and it obviously got a mixed reaction. All the predictable left wing uh, pinkos there uh, beside ah, the themselves with, 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 with protest. But I mean, like I, I, my my point about this: was whatever you thought about it before and during. The reality is, when you look at the dinner last night, mm-hmm. where it was chicken and chips and he was on his own table, didn't even make an effort to nope. work the room. Nope. Like, he was there. He's just, tired. Uh, no, he was there for Normandy and he was there. Yeah. He wanted to be at the Queen and all the trimmings yep. with the state banquet yep. in the UK. And it was a little bit of a, oh, sure, if I can plug well, the old Doom Well, he said, man, project. I've got a hotel 200 miles away. I might as well take a helicopter over there and sleep there for the night. At least there I know what the bed feels like. He doesn't <laughs> like traveling. He doesn't like being anywhere that's not any one of his properties. He hates it. Like, I, 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 he doesn't know anything about Europe, obviously. He doesn't know anything about Brexit. I like love... he, I know more about about uh, my backside than I do about... He does about the backstop. Oh, I mean, well, like that's he, my favorite he, part where people are like, I was disappointed <laughs> about Trump's comments about the border. That's like me saying, yeah. I was disappointed that my four-year-old nephew was not able to give me good investment advice. What are you kidding? Of course he can't. No, he doesn't know anything about it. Are you surprised? But he doesn't even pretend no, to care. No, of I mean, course like, not. Hi, Leo, and, you know, the handshake. So that's the thing. I was coming home on Friday, yes. uh, on Thursday night, and uh, I know you guys think I'm a glamorous comedian traveling all around the country to do spots for 10 quid a night, but I actually have a real job. I'm, a, I'm a cubicle dweller. I'm a normal guy like everybody else. So 6.30, 7 o'clock, I'm coming home. I'm coming through town, mm. and all of O'Connell Street is blocked off for a Trump protest. Now, I support protests in all their forms. I definitely support protests against Trump, but he's not in town what are you doing? You're wrong. That's like somebody who flies, like Trump, you're going to protest at the White House. No, I'm going to go to Philadelphia and I'm going to protest there. It's 200 miles away. No, and I, I totally get the London protest yes, because it he was, was there. a state visit. Go to like if he, And if he was speaking at the Doll, I don't mind. Philip Kildare Okay, there you go. Sure. But he but, wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you had a story today about this. 
Well, yeah, well, I had the great honour this week of uh, the strange job that I have that I got to shout at Donald Trump this week, which is a, a strange one itself. I was down in Shannon uh, for his arrival and his kind of impromptu press conference and all the rest of it. And I think he's actually worked a tour de force in PR because... He has turned around the whole narrative in Ireland that he is this horrible bad guy, oh, yeah. um, a mm. racist and a misogynist yeah. and all these things. Actually, um, somehow in the last Sorry, few days... Don't forget fascist as well. Yeah. yeah, but somehow in the last few days he has managed to, or at least the people in County Clare have managed to separate the politician yeah. from the businessman. And we've seen a hell of a lot more of the businessman this week than we have of the politician. Um and there's this feel-good factor around Donald Trump. Yeah. All of a sudden. Like, I, I honestly think, more you know, you, you would have heard over the last 20 years, we should have Michael O'Leary as Taoiseach. Mm. This is, this is yeah. the, you know, no, this is the point. Yes, exactly. Trump is a businessman. Yep. He's not a politician. He's not a diplomat. D- tell me, the, mm. so wh- where do you stand on this? I mean, insofar as that, you know, we've had on this programme ministers like Finney and McGraw objecting. It's official government policy to welcome him. Totally. And the, in the same answer, you have, like we had different ministers on different programmes, in the same sentence saying, oh, of course he's most welcome here. But oh, of course I'm mm. protesting. I mean, like, they, they are kind of facing in both directions at the same time. Yeah, and maybe they kind of have to. There's a little bit of that. I think they kind of have to. You have to, you have to respect the, 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 how would I say, the office. You can't, you can't insult the office of the president. I mean, you know, we'd have an awful amount of our own people in America is so upset about that you know so so I think all of that has to be done in, in the nice seemly way but I just thank the Lord that I don't have to deal with them for more than two days in the year the Americans like yourself Jim mm. have, have them all of the time I have cousins in the States who are mortified by what he does but I will say this I kind of agree with Kevin he, is, he has turned something a little bit he's softened his edges quite a bit and I watched last night the Piers Morgan interview and even though let me put it on the record I still think he's an Absolutely yeah. difficult man. You're talking about horrible yeah. to talking about Piers or Donald here? Piers Morgan. <laughs> oh, what a man! Oh, Donald. Piers Morgan. Come on, Piers. So, but I wanted to tell you about him. He was interviewed by Piers Morgan, and he was explaining the nasty comments about Meghan Markle. And he really did himself proud because he said, uh, this is, you know, Trump did himself proud because he said, I said, you know, I didn't know she was nasty. And they all took it up like I was saying she was a nasty person. But I was saying, I didn't know she was nasty. And the minute I said mm-hmm. it to Jim, mm-hmm. he took it exactly like that. It's being critical. Mm-hmm. It's an Americanism, really, oh. isn't it? Is that a, is that a word? It's certainly... Nasty? No, like I would nasty person. Like I, I, I took it that we take it as nasty person. Like is it a Remember, verb? he he said that about Clinton during the debate. During the debate, he just kind of mumbled into the microphone while she was talking about something. He said, "What a nasty woman." Now that's, and that's different. Just, yeah, to well, saying being saying nasty. Somebody was being nasty. He was saying being critical. And I that's think you're all giving him too much credit. And I kind of thought, much as I hate you, I can kind of believe that. I don't think you know? Donald Trump yeah. has the grammatical uh, expertise to split his his <laughs> sentence in quite the way that I see. I see but what you're saying. We, we but should, I don't think he did that. Yeah. Since it's Friday evening, we should take a moment, though, to to honour and respect the people of Doonbeg who have seen a cash cow and, boy, have they Damn cashed right. in on it. Yes. Good uh, for you they guys. have got a lot of abuse and been called gumbeans nope. and all this. They saw a big oh, no. dollar sign. I, I learned. I learned. 300 jobs. 40 years ago, when I was standing for the council, the one thing, there are two things you can do that will never lose your votes. One, go to a funeral, and the other is buy a round of drinks. It is absolutely <laughs> people who who despise you will actually remember trying to. But yeah. at least he bought me a drink. Yeah, yeah. You know, mean, it, it, it's amazing. Really you know, like okay. Let, before we go to the break, how do you solve a problem like Maria? The previous week, uh, uh, there was wall to wall coverage. It was raised in the door. Of course, there was election on then. 
and 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 a lot of people seem to have forgotten about it since. Then there was the question of Fine Gael inquiry. I see you were writing about it in the Indo this week, uh, uh, Stephanie. Well, it's interesting you put sure, it that sorry. way. A lot of people thought I wrote that article. So let's just, um, as sorry, Kevin, as oh. Kevin very nicely is here. I thought there was a byline on it for you, no? No, there was no byline on it. Oh, Kevin here sitting My with me was on it. Took, oh, the, right. took the opportunity Get to him. write this article which, with a headline that obviously I thought was completely wrong, which said, ex-Fine Gael candidate um, defends Maria Bailey. In reality, first of all, I never defended her because I had said in all of my tweets, I had said she was wrong, in my view, completely and completely wrong. Mm. I also, right. I'm not in politics, so I thought it was kind of a way of whipping the story together. So I was definitely no, I not happy thought, with it. I actually thought, because someone left it on my desk, the half-folded newspaper with a job, and to be honest with you, I didn't have time to read it. I thought, oh, there's Stephanie, she's widening her wings, uh, yeah. she's going beyond relationship now, and I remember that you did stand uh, for the party before. Yep. I mean, like, so so what, what are your okay. views on so Maria So my Bailey? view was very simple. It was, it was really a very simple tweet. Now, I'm not saying that I did it perfectly in the tweet, and but what, what Kevin did was he took part of a tweet and then he made no, that no, a headline. No, we'll come back to so what Kevin did. What did you but put in my your tweet? Point, my point really was, is there a time that we need to have that discussion where we kind of say, when do we stop with lampooning? When do we stop with the criticism? Because I think it's happening a lot in Ireland. Never. There's a lot of... Situ- and, and this was not in any way to say that Maria Bailey was right or she was, you know, none of that. I completely saw all of what was wrong in that. Now, I did put a clumsy, a clumsy part to the tweet where I was really trying to refer to the fact that compensation culture has been so prevalent in Ireland that we all know somebody. No, but hold on. You can't, you can't do a kind of Pat Breen face two ways at the same time. Were you, were you saying essentially enough is enough with the Maria? What was your central well, point? Yes, what I was saying was I felt enough was enough. Okay. I felt that the lampooning and, and I brought in the mental health aspect because that's where I come like from. she's a human being. That's what I'm missing. Okay. People yeah. are always people <laughs> and mm. I think you have to so ask that question. I, I welcome okay, any publicity other than the obituary. So if anyone wants to attack me <laughs> or misrepresent me, that's fine. Hey, fall off a uh, swing. Uh, as long as they get the spelling right, not Y-E-A-T-S. Tell me, uh, uh, Kevin, well, did you well, just tell us how the what what's your take well, on this? Is? Yeah, the context of it was, and, and look, I know Stephanie a long time, so I've absolutely no personal issue there at all. Uh, was the headline was broader than that? It was the bit of the tweet that said, "We all know somebody." Either I don't have it exactly off the top mm-hmm. of my head, but we all know somebody, either a family or a friend, who has had a compensation claim, and that was the bit uh, that caught my attention, uh, and and therefore made it newsworthy because. I don't. I don't know whether but you're you guys want to say. I mean, please. You know. <laughs> You'd call me chance. A chancer is another time. But, but, but Kevin, would it but have the, been as good a headline if you said clinical psychotherapist Stephanie Regan says, "Is it time to stop?" That would have been a very different story, but that was the same point. I think but, you guys are, are having too much of a go at the compensation culture. Speaking for an army of office workers whose only work-life yes. dream is to injure themselves at the office. Like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Man, that's my retirement plan, okay? It's not that bad. So, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, was the coverage too much, Kevin? I mean, insofar as that you've heard what the central point you'd make was back off. Maria Bailey's got mm. it in the neck. She's got it in the back of the head. She's got it all over. And, office, and a lot of people made that point actually during the week. A lot of people disagree with that. Think you're fair game. You know what I mean? So so w- w- was it your take that, that Stephanie was wrong to say enough is enough? 
Or that no, I was Fine Gael not, aligned. Not, it's not, well, no, ex Fine Gael. And that's just a fact. That, you, ran, that, that, you ran for election. That's just fact. Yep. And that's, yeah. that's but the aligning of the two facts, Kevin, you know, if you put them in a headline, oh boy, that's how it good. goes. But Maria is Fine Gael. It, it is relevant to I haven't to seen it, Maria Bailey for four well, years. I, can but I just say, to wind this up, because we've got to take yeah. a break. No, I find when... Uh, particularly on the TV show or on panel shows during mm-hmm. elections, when I really start to cut into someone of any hue, mm-hmm. they say, well, of course, you spent a lifetime in Finnegan, which I actually Oof. enjoy yeah. because it means, Oof. oh, I've hit the sore mm-hmm. spot now. Wait, so, so being accused of being Finnegan is like an insult? I my like, case. I, no, no, no. But wow. in 2009, when I started in this, I rang up Finnegan headquarters and I said, look, my membership card has to be cancelled. Mm-hmm. But I don't deny the fact that I spent 25 years in the bar. It's just like, there's no point of it, you know, mm-hmm. tonight. It. So I think you, you you shouldn't like if you switch party that's fine if you were in a exactly. party that's fine. But it doesn't mean you can't have an independent thought, yeah. you know, or that you can have a thought that is is misaligned with 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 the party. I mean, I have no interest in the party. I've moved on utterly, as you can see. I've been talking sex and love with okay. Ivan for the okay. last <laughs> for the last year. Indeed. I don't want to talk this about is like Fine America Gale. in the fifties. <laughs> meetings, Fine okay. Gael meetings. Are you now, or have you ever been a member of the Communist we're gonna, Party? We're going to draw a line under that because we have much so more thanks, important Kevin. things to talk about, like loud music in restaurants. My final furlong panelists are staying with me. Welcome back to The Hard Shoulder with my panellists, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and former Fine Gael candidate, but forget that. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you Jim just mean Elliot, Fine Gael? Jim Elli- wow. Elliott, comedian. Like Ivan. And Kevin Doyle, political editor with the independent newspapers who sometimes takes liberties. Um, right, <laughs> now, now, let's talk about the proper like issue. The, absolutely. Um, the loud thump of music is something to be expected in many fashionable restaurants, but... The delectable, the sexy Nigella Lawson said it leaves her unable to taste her food. This was talked on this morning's News Talk Breakfast with Claire Nash, restauranter at Nash 19 Restaurant in Cork. Take a listen. After your food and your staff, you know, you have certain elements that create your ambience. And for me, it's life, heat, music, air conditioning. You know, there's so many elements like that. And, you know, it all just compiles the art of restaurateurship. I think probably Nigella was referring to a very fine dining experience well, where yeah, you need to literally inhale your food, you know. I have to say that my take on this, whatever Nigella says is right. I love the way she gets her finger, sticks it in the chocolate and licks it off it. It's just is so, so nice. I'd, I'd, watch her, I'd watch her a pizza <laughs> If you of people at home could see Happily. Ivan's face right now. <laughs> no, I've never seen him yeah. so no, animated my entire life. She's a woman of my life. generation. Now, where, where do you, are you with Nigella on this? Do, what do you find no, is, is a nice ambiance? Like I like a certain amount of music in a restaurant. I mean, I, I don't think you want to go into that austere. I've been in restaurants in France with that sort of almost clinical cool um, atmosphere you know and I think it's boring mm. and it's a bit like you've gone into a chemist I like you know I, I like to feel I'm on a night out in a, in a way that you cannot be at home and I think music is it brings that now I don't like it thumping in my ears and having to lean across you know at, at an unmerciful rate to hear my partner or hear what they're saying yeah. but I, I think an atmosphere and I think it's an age thing if you're there to talk or you're there to have a lot of laughs and drink a lot and all of that it depends you know and, and we don't in, notice in, in the music as of music, more. do you prefer live guitarist or a duo in the corner or prefer it piped? 
Well, I wouldn't be mad about piped. I mean, I like live music, but you can't always right. get that in a restaurant. Right. And I love, I love jazz and I love piano, sort of all that live stuff. But you're not going to get that everywhere. I, I just think that but the is loud, it not more synonymous with music. pub grub? I mean, if you go for fine dining, which mm. Nigella is talking about, you, you are going for a different ambience. Yes. A plush carpet, a nice white, crisp, ironed Somewhere linen table. Somewhere to wipe your fingers after you've licked them. Exactly. Well, like a finger bowl. A finger bowl, no less. <laughs> table I mean, cloth. Okay, yes, absolutely. All those things. I mean, like, is that the ambience that you want music? Well, I still Whereas think... Whereas in the pub, I'd, but, I'm happily uh, but having... But think it. about it. How many restaurants have you gone into when it's that, you know, really quiet and kind of, you know, too quiet? You can't that. even have that intimate mm. conversation. You I feel like they're listening. So there is a balance. And right, I think she's not 100% when right When it's there. that quiet, I get paranoid. All I can yeah. think, all I can do is I can I can hear my knife <laughs> the scraping on the silence. plate. That's and I'm right. like, oh God, I have no table manners. I'm a caveman. And then all I can hear are the people around me chewing. And it makes me want to claw my own skin off. It's yeah. terrible. A little bit of ambiance is necessary. Although right. I do take a little bit of... Uh, issue with with that recording that we were listening to where she goes, there's a lot that can go into the ambiance of a restaurant. There can be music. There can be air conditioning. Air conditioning is your ambiance? Are you just setting up a fan in the corner and we're going to listen to that yeah. all night? A little mm. bit of white noise? Sure. You're one of these picky Americans that complains Absolutely. about everything. Oh, yeah, I can I see exactly what you're like. No, but so, so like, I, I have an issue with this, I have mm. to say, because a particular restaurant I go to in Dunleary, and because of, I, Call I, them I, out. I, who are they? No, no, Come I, on. I, 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 it's ah. quite obvious who it is because. There's the high table uh-huh. yeah. with particular chairs that I can sit on, ah. right? Mm. And it's it's up. The food is fine. I go there maybe most Friday nights. I hope to go there tonight with Deirdre. Is one of the few nights that we actually catch up on what happened in the week because we, we kind of we don't Deirdre's meet. Deirdre's gonna be like, I heard we what you said about Nigella. The week. <laughs> uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> She's used to that. I, I'm devoted to that. Much more than Deirdre. I mean, for heaven's sake. She's the, the point of it is, they have two people, one on an organ and one on a guitar, okay. right beside this table Ooh. in the entrance. And I actually, ah, it, see, it, no good. like, and, and I feel sorry for the people because they're doing their yeah, best. It's a gig. Now, they're 20, really 20 metres away, they can barely Perfect. hear it. Mm. But it's right beside me. Like, it yes. can be where it's positioned mm. as an issue. Yeah, I, Maybe I think... I'm just a, an Oliver, uh, what do you call the, the one foot in the grave? Fella. Oh, yeah, no, you, well, you're a well-established a crank, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, like, that's fact. But, and I'm taking no liberties with that one. <laughs> that's the, why we're listening. That's why I'm proud. I think, and, and I like a bit of Nigella as well, but I think this is a pile of oh, pompous muck. Yeah. Um like this idea that you can't taste your food because there's noise in the background. Now, I am someone who won't sit in the house on my own. If I'm in the house, I'll turn on the radio. Um, and, and so I like noise, background noise. But mm. this idea that you can't taste your food because there's a bit of music is absolutely rubbish. It's pompous rubbish. Now, yeah. I get your complaint is a different thing, Ivan. You just it's want just them too to, close to me. Yeah, yeah. you just need to move seat. Yeah. Um, and I know no, no, see, you can't do that. Can't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but that's well, an I, issue I, I for you. Sort of, I, what I'd like in my thing is to have Sky Sports Live too, so I could catch the matches at the... At the, at the like, I sometimes eat in pubs mm-hmm. because yeah. they have BT Sport, yeah. Air mm-hmm. Sport, mm-hmm. and I can watch City, watch Lens or whatever and eat at the same time. Well, isn't like that the I, point? I, I just go you. to a different type of restaurant if you, you want a different type of music. Yeah, exactly. Choose okay. nicely. Playing an organ over the Sky Sports, that's usually not a problem. Mm. All right. Now, Jella's house okay. for dinner must be great crack. Well, yeah, right. she's got yeah. Sky Sports. She's oh, got the whole package. Jella's got the whole package. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. All right. Well, look, stay with me here with my uh, final furlong panelists, Stephanie Regan, Jim Elliott and Kevin Doyle. Lots more after this quick break. 
Welcome back to the final segment of The Final Furlong. My guest today, clinical psychotherapist Stephanie Regan, Jim Elliott, comedian, and Kevin Doyle of Independent Newspapers. Now, a story caught our eye is um, local authorities asking teens to stop playing ball games on their green. Housing estate residents in Leash are furious after a local authority asked teenagers to stop paying ball games on their adjacent green. Uh, the County Council sent a letter to 89 houses in Esker Hills, Port Leash, no less, asking them to uh, uh, call full time on their games because it was causing distress. Uh, we, are we saying now, Kevin, that kids are not even allowed to play ball games? You see, uh, I can see different sides to this. Yeah. Well, I think I think the real problem here is you clearly have a whole load of neighbours who don't get on with each other. Uh, so I think that's the real gripe at the back of it. It's it's ridiculous. If you have a green in a housing estate, uh, kids can play on it. We well, live in an era of for? obesity. Like, and that's yeah. what it's for. It, it's well, it's for dogs to poo in and things like is that, isn't it? Is that what it's for? That yeah. doesn't make it a whole lot better, does it? I'd rather <laughs> the kids play than the dogs poo. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it, it strikes me here that the real problem is not the local authority. It's the it's, fact that the neighbours clearly have... Clearly somebody the problem is kicked a ball people. off a window. Some or, old biddy is going nuts and she's going after the county council and the poor county council lady's like, ugh, how do I get Barbara off my front step? Jeez, what am I going to do? Fine, I'll send a letter. Crap. And now she's the one who's coming in for abuse. It's terrible. Yeah, terrible. if anything, it would drive you to make the kids go and play an extra game, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Get stay out there good absolutely. and late. I know I'd, it's getting I'd dark, fill them but keep full going. Of Red Bull and be like, there you go, kids. Okay. Let's go. Let's see well, what it got. reminds me of a story Willie O.D. told me that these people were, were, were uh, annoying this elderly lady because you make light of elderly people in estates who have problems and you yeah, know he, he said heaven. he said go to the parents of the people and just say look yeah. this lady is intimidating whatever and you know what they did they smashed her windows in so this is the type but of no, thing like, that I you're mean, in favour uh, yeah, no I live I live there's a big green where I live uh, and I love seeing people out playing on it like it's it, uh, we talked about atmosphere in restaurants that's atmosphere in yeah. a housing estate yeah. seeing kids out I go out with my hurl whenever I can find anyone and puck it up and down well, um, and that's I know yeah well, I try yeah. uh, no, but the, but, point, but the point, point is this the point is this that the ball goes into Nan's uh, front garden mm. she gets upset the dog starts barking and then they realise that this woman is irritated and then they decide oh we'll just um, uh, kick the ball a bit harder and slap against well, one of our parents, windows well that's parents then that's bad parents right the point is this one person's idea of recreation is another person's idea of nuisance well you just yeah. described there's not recreation that's, that's kids picking on an old lady and nobody's advocating that that's what the green is for if that's a problem then that's a problem and I don't know where that goes except a eventually to the guards but it doesn't go to like hey look we've got a nice green here this is only for sedate strolling and only at a maximum of five miles no, per hour you joggers need to slow down picnic. yeah old Th- fashioned maybe call I, me see that that's okay I got a solution here's yes. the, here is the problem so, okay yeah. so we've got uh, we've got We've got people playing football on a green and people are upset about it. The answer is to pave over the green, replace the green with basketball courts. That's accomplishing two things now, two things. The first is that you are replacing the inferior sport of soccer with the superior sport no, of basketball. Absolutely. No, nope. you know hang that. on a second. Second point. Pajump, pajump, basketball. Pajump. Yes, it's much yeah. louder. Yeah. It's much louder. Yeah. So whoever it was irritating is going to get even more irritated. Mm. <laughs> more basketball, mm. more angry old people. You see, you, Jim's you, happy. you understand relationship problems. You, Stephanie, you understand uh, people's sensitivities. What do you say? I honestly do see it from both sides. That is my 
that is my nature, I think. Ivan hates and that. I know. It's a little bit, he hates the fence and all that. Get off the fence. Never mind the swing. No, back no, no, no sitting, sitting on the fence. fence. <laughs> I think we know that. It's dangerous. But um, I, I know I do kind of, I've actually had people talk to me about this in, you know, even within sort of other, other problems where they feel intimidated because, you know, the kids would be kicking the ball, it would be coming in, waking them up. I mean, there's a lot of people's situations, not to make it like too serious. Teenage boys are intimidating. Of, there's a lot of situations. Yeah. I mean, these and are it could under be 11 late now. at night. This seems to be under 11. I mean, so the time is a factor. I mean, I agree with you. There's, there's obviously, as Kevin says, you know, there's a, there's a community here of people who are perhaps arguing about this or have different views. Let's get the views get the views together. What are the problems? Is the big problem lateness? Is the big problem noise? You know, sort it out. And parents have to tell their kids, listen, you can play ball, you can do ABC, mm-hmm. but you have to be mindful of her and mm-hmm. her and her. Mm-hmm. You got somebody old, somebody sick. You don't know what people are dealing with. And I, you know, I would be a little like that. I know we can make great jokes about it and you're absolutely right. We certainly, we're spending our time trying to get kids out to kick balls. We're not going to tell them not to kick so there's ball. There's no respect for old people anymore. No. Particularly from you, Jim. Good. Yeah. We'll all be they old someday, it. you know, even you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, let's, 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 let's go finally to a topic which I'm going to go to you, Stephanie, for it. Because uh, uh, I... Uh, I met my producer last night. She'd been away in Biarritz, uh, Siobhan, on the TV, The Ooh. Tonight Show. And she said, I'm sending you a writ. And I said, oh, good. What's that about? She said, you were speaking about Love Island on radio and you insinuated that all the producers, instead of focusing on the knitting of the programme, were actually so busy watching Love Island that they weren't doing their job properly. Ooh. So I said, insinuating? I was absolutely, absolutely insisting on it. Yeah. So the the fact of the matter is that People are agog and and with uh, Virgin, you know, it's Ching Ching. Mm. So last year, apparently, it reached, which is quite for a, a Virgin Media two or three, um, it reached 170,000. It started at a, an average viewing of 250,000. Quite incredible. People mm. are really attracted to this. Yes. Is it that they want to look at sexy bodies? Is it that it's they want to start? In, or, or is it, uh, uh, other than hunks, they. It, it seems, you know, we discussed mental health issues. Mm. From What is the elixir of this programme, do you think? Well, I think the fabulous bodies is a good start. I think th- there is no doubt that they are, you know, both the males and the females are pretty gorgeous in it. You know, they're buffed to perfection. Um, I don't find the people, I have to be honest, I don't think the, the, that they are especially interesting or intriguing themselves. <laughs> I have That's the nicest way you could I've possibly I've had my it. pen in hand, oh but I have God. noticed none of that. But no, what no, I but do what, think no, is no, interesting... No, no, what I'm trying to get at is... is what is interesting. Is, 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 is it that how fickle they are in their relationships, how the, superficial, yeah. or is it people how they are, flirt? No, I think it's people are fascinated, and particularly in that age group, at how relationships, why they stay together and why they don't. And I think they really are fascinated with that. And you look at, uh, you look at Love Island and you see why people, you know, why one person picks that and, and then five minutes later he drops her or she drops him and moves on. Do you think it's and, sincere? Oh, it's incredibly sincere, Ivan. Of course it's not. I don't no, think no, it's no, but sorry, you get kicked off the programme if no, you're kicked out of a relationship. They moved, you know, they change partners at, uh, at different points in right. the programme. So it is very interesting to see that develop. But it is a competitive programme. Yeah. Yeah, it's competitive when they do their do do all of these tricks and yeah. all of that. No, yeah. but it's competitive at the end of the day. There's going to be one it's couple going be, who's going to be voted and they get big change and a career and to get a career out of it. Yeah. So, but so no, it but is no, competitive, no, yes. no, but, but uh, tell me this, uh, could you pick up tips of how to woo someone from the show? 
Not really. No. Not that I saw, I have to be honest. You know, I think if you start off in your bikini, you're probably well ahead. Right. With most guys I've ever met. Right. And tell me this. <laughs> I, I haven't watched it too much, but do they have sex on it? Yeah. Do they? That's they go my all the way. You mean, like they on go? it, on it? No, oh, yeah. no, 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 not like on you air. Can see it? Oh, okay. No, but, no, but do they? Is it oh, all, so like, you cut to the next it? morning and yeah. they're like, oh, hey, RT that was style. great. No, they, they actually do, like, it's full you, on. You've never watched it? No, sir. I've Look me in the eye and promise me you've never watched it. it. It's on at nine o'clock. I can't watch it. But I tell you what, I'm, I, if you got told Harry me McCann and I, sex, you remember Harry McCann? He and I were talking on Twitter about whether or not you'd be Team Tommy or Team Joe. Now, I don't watch this program because I have a brain in my head. So we, I was trying to decide oh, which no, guy. I wouldn't be dissing it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm I on record. I'm I dissing it. I just don't it. have time. I'm, on, I'm dissing it. I don't care how many hundred thousand people are watching it. That's the that's you the sign of like the apocalypse. You like a bit of tushy? No, it's 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 I moronic love programming for morons. A lovely. If you're watching Love Island, yeah. good, good for you. Shapely. Ugh, just stay in your house and and run the run the cable straight from the back of the car in the front window. But so what's your problem with it? It's it's not and it's no. And I can't even believe you even even justified its existence by saying, "Can you learn something about?" Relationships from it. No, you, you cannot. No, this I'm is, saying you're in a nightclub and you want to pick someone up. Is there some wink or some maneuver you can do? Or, this you know, eye contact or smile this is or reality programming where people are competitive because they think they're going to win. It has nothing to do with and attraction. It's kind it has of nothing to do with internal. It's the most insipid and shallow type of programming that you could insist upon watching. And if you are going to have an opinion on Love Island, then I don't want to hear anything about uh, out of you. I don't want to hear your opinion on politics. I don't want to hear well, about literature. But they're all I'm, watching it. I, I, I don't care. You have to Good. Take that I give what the public what the public wants. You're a politician, <laughs> Ivan. Of course you are. Some I mean, of us I, have I, ethics, I, 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 okay? Ethics. Oh. Yeah. I never. I don't know how to spell hey, that. Hey, look, word. it's Katie Taylor. Okay. Let's get in a photo. Uh, I, 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 so I come from an amoral approach, leaving aside that nonsense I just had. Different, oh. okay, okay, like uh, sex hasn't got to awfully yet. It, this must be an absolute <laughs> culture shock to you, Kevin. Well, if it didn't, I don't know how I got here. But anyway, that maybe is a different thing. Well, the, put it the, like this: flirtatious stuff on the side of a pool uh, didn't get to awfully anyway. Well, geez, you wouldn't be long in a pool in awfully if it was outdoors. <laughs> um, what I, do you make of it? I, I was kind of hoping the clock was going to run out there, so you wouldn't get to me. Um, <laughs> I I I I'm I, like Stephanie watches Love Island for work. I watch Prime Time Lies. for work. Okay, um, she watches I, it for I, work. I, I, oh. I, I'm not. I don't as, buy that. I'm for not a as second. angry as Jim about it. I'm furious. But um, you but find it a I bit have, superficial. No, I haven't seen it. I don't. Right. I don't know either. Okay. So I actually, I know what it is, obviously, and I know that everybody's talking about it and Give watching it, five it and all minutes, the rest. Kevin, it's okay. worth it. But five minutes. No, is plenty. I actually am. I've an open <laughs> no, mind. I'll do five minutes and I'll come back next week. A lot of people I respect watch it and are glued to it, and people they really respect, get into it. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Professionals, like smart people. People you, you no, would no, go people, to for advice. People who understand TV. Yeah, absolutely. Jim, you're a comedian. You should be able to <sighs> make hay with all this, of this. I could make hay with all of this. Disgusting. All these people are terrible. I'm going to put this on serious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this on series. I don't care how nice your abs are. are. I think we should make Jim watch it and have like a a goggle box thing. I'm not coming back if you guys do that. And never again. My thanks to Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist, and you can hear more from her every Monday. Uh, uh, on the show between six and seven, uh, and when we discuss relationships and your queries, Jim Elliott, comedian, and Kevin Doyle, political editor with uh, Independent Newspaper, who's always talking to me, and we'll have to be talking to about politics uh, again soon. That's your lot, not only from the final furlong, but from the hard shoulder this week. My thanks to the production team: Mark Simpson, Alex Russo, Roisin Davis, John Casey, and John. Uh, O'Donovan. Off the Ball is up next after 7. I will be back on Monday from 4pm with another week of The Hard Shoulder. Have a great weekend and thanks for listening. 